Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. opposite of excited. I I had to crawl here. <laughs> I had to crawl here last week because the wrestling that was in my spirit was so intense that I felt like I barely made it through the wrestling match. Is there any way that I could relay or express what it is that I had to wrestle through? And this week I feel I just feel excited. So I'm glad that Apostle Tanya, uh, that mom came up and um, and was able to kind of um, get our spirits hungry and ready and excited because I was worried that that would, I guess that my that that the excitement or the joy that I was feeling sometimes for me because I I struggle with connection on earth, it will. The, the joy that I'll have in my spirit, once I'm around people, it will quiet. Does anyone else ever feel that way? That if there, that, that, that when you're with him, there is this joy, there's this excitement, there's this, there are things that are being birthed and then you come around other people and all of a sudden it just feels like it becomes subdued. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'm excited because um, I, I want I want tonight I want us to leave feeling that same level of of joy and passion and intensity and hunger that I know His intention is for us to walk away with tonight. So first we are going to go through a brief recap because this will be uh, essentially our last. Kind of teaching teaching night on knowing and the cycle that we're breaking out of when it comes to the original intent. This will be the last night. And then next week, when we have our family meeting, we will be talking a little bit about value. We've got a financial meeting and there is a word that comes with it and it is about value. It has to do with, with the transition back to the original intent and are we going to value it? Do we see it enough to hunger for it and to value it? Okay, so that's where we're going next week. So tonight will be kind of a summation of all of the uh, the words that have been released on knowing. Okay. <laughs> yes, there's lots of fun stuff. That's going to be fun too. Still come. Um, okay, so the cycle that was presented to us from the beginning, when we started knowing, was the rescue and repeat cycle, right? He rescues us, and instead of following, we just kind of wait around until we need to be rescued again, and it repeats. Rescue, repeat. Rescue, repeat. Salvation is just lived out over and over and over again. We are constantly needing to be saved, even though it was supposed to kind of do it all, and then we were supposed to follow, right? Okay, so he presented us with the rescue and repeat cycle. Then he said, instead of rescue, repeat, it's meant to be rescue to a response of following to know him. He says, come and follow me. He introduces himself 
And he says, come and follow me. Let's go. Leave every, leave everything. I'm not worried about that. Let's go. Okay. How? We asked, okay, how? How do we do that? And he said, through connection, clinging, and consistency. Right? To him. Connection, clinging, and consistency. That is how you will begin to know me as you follow me. Okay? What does knowing him produce? Hunger, transformation, and multiplication. Then we went through what keeps us from this healthy healthy cycle. We talked specifically about selfishness and complacency. Those are things that keep us from breaking out of that cycle. There are more, but ultimately, I personally believe that selfishness can, can, is kind of like an overarching theme, even when it comes down to things like pride, self-righteousness. All, they, can all, they can all be under this giant umbrella of selfish, right? If you're not willing to walk out of pride, you're selfish. If you're not willing to walk out of self-righteousness, you're selfish. If you're not, okay? All right, so that is why he presented to us selfishness and complacency. Okay, then we moved on to knowing through intimacy being expressed on earth. Why? We talked about why. Because on earth, as it is in heaven, right? Because he was never alone. And because he made us in his image, in his likeness, we were formed, we were created. And he, at the depth of who he is, literally what, what, what he, every, I don't know if he has molecules, but, but every, every part of him is, is intimacy. The deepest desire of his heart is for connection with you is to be known to, for, to know you, um, to be accessed, to be, it's, it all comes down to intimacy with him. Okay. All right. So tonight we are going to talk about multiplication and it's funny because, um, mom and I did talk, uh, just to see how we were, how we were doing and um, so much of what just got released on the foundation of, of basically just what multiplication is, is everything that the Lord, I was like, just stay, just stay up there. <laughs> um, because, because what was getting me so excited about tonight and when, we, when we're going back to the foundation is, um, is honestly, it, he's presenting us with the, the, the response to the cry of our heart, as even as a house, as a house, what we are being, um, what we're being taught or what he's revealing to us is the response to the cries of our heart. Over the last five years, that's how long I've been a part of this family. For the last five years, we have cried out for more of him. We've cried out for more of him. This started with an awakening to the reality that there is more. It started with a hunger. It was birthed out of a hunger, a hunger for more. All of a sudden, hearts, hearts around the nation, hearts around the world began to wake up and recognize, 
I feel like there's more. I feel like I'm missing something. There is a stirring. Some of us, it goes back to our childhood where there has been this stirring in your spirit and you grew up in church or, or, or religion or whatever, understanding faith, understanding who Yahweh is, not who God is. And, and there still was this, there was this thing in your spirit. There was this hunger that there is more. There's something, there's something that I know that I don't know. Right? There is a group of people that have become aware that there's something they need to know that they just don't know yet. <laughs> right? It's, like, it's this unsettling. He's a, there is an unsettling in spirits around the world, and it is because there's more. That's what the remnant is. That's what the remnant is. A group of people who have awakened to the reality that there is more. And when we wake up to what is more, all of a sudden, as he begins to reveal those things, there's resistance. And that's part of what I think, um, or what I know the Lord wants to minister to tonight. So, so stay Stay pliable. Know, know that when he goes back, when he takes us back to his original intent, it is because if you're sitting here, he is literally responding to the cry of your heart, to the unsettling that you have felt in your spirit, that there is more and you want to understand it and you want access to it. You know you can't go back to religion. You know you can never go back to the way that things were or what you thought you always knew. You can't go back because once you know or once you learn, you can't unlearn, right? So then you're, you're, you're literally stuck. You're literally stuck because it's like, well, I asked and I felt like there was something more and you you said, yes, he said, yes. He said, come follow me and I'll show you that there's more. But then all of a sudden he begins to reveal more a little bit at a time within our capacity to be able to understand, receive, and then be ready for more, right? So he begins to reveal those things that are more and it's, there's just, there's resistance. There's resistance and it takes time because we, again, we have gone, we have drifted so far from his original intent for the body of Christ, for the world, for our identities, right? For the purpose, the destiny that we have, why he created us, we have moved so far from it that as he begins to present us, as he begins to present us with the answer to why we are unsettled, we're like, mm, that, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I've, do, I've done that. I've done that. That's why I crawled in last week is because I was like, are you sure are you sure that connection has to be multiplied on earth with other people for the rest of my life? Are you sure we can't just live together for the rest of our lives and change the world that way? And he's like, I've told you no over and over again, but if you need to hear it again, here we go. 
so I'm saying that resistance, it is so intense because he is unlocking the, the, the depth of our, of our destiny that he birthed into us, that he set into us before we were, before we were created, that we, we can't even recognize it anymore. It's heartbreaking and it's exciting and hopeful all at the same time. It's, it, it's heartbreaking that we have come so far, right, as a body, as the body of Christ, that we don't even know, not let alone know him, but we don't understand his intentions for us from the beginning. That is heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking to me. But why I'm so excited tonight is because he said, I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you how. And we might not like what we hear only because it is so foreign to us. But I can promise you that if you do the work to follow him, if you do the work to press in, and I'm going to tell you what that looks like, but if you do that work, that resistance will begin to subside and quiet down because there is a part of you that will recognize inherently that will recognize what it is you were always created for. You will recognize it. Right? What I recognized over the last couple of weeks in preparing for this word is that I do need others. Is that I do hunger for relationship. That I do hunger to not be alone even though even though all last week, all I wanted to do was be alone. Right? But my, but my spirit, my spirit is starting to recognize and feel like, oh, okay, there is this natural, there is this thing that's waking up inside of me that has been dormant for so long that's never been tapped into that I've never recognized before or even known was there that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that almost feels natural. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Don't call me yet. Give me a little... Give me a little more time. A little, little more time. <laughs> I said almost. Almost. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm but it it you will begin to recognize what you've always needed or what you've always known. We're going back to literally the creation of mankind. That's what the body of Christ is being restored and reconciled back to is the very beginning. So I'm really excited. I was like, maybe we should just worship. Maybe we should just, I mean, as I was preparing, maybe we should just like run around and scream. And because, because as the remnant, we have been working our way up to this point. Everything that we have done has gotten us here. Everything that you have done, if you're watching, you are a part of the remnant. I guarantee that's why you're watching. Because you're aware that there is more. So I want to, I want to encourage you and for your spirit to begin to, to, to prepare to receive everything that's going to be released because, um, because he's, provi- he's responding 
He's responding. He said, you wanted to know if there was more? Come follow me. You wanted to know who you are? Try being a son. Right? That, I mean, and what, what is so, what's so, ex, what's so exciting is that in following him, in, in his response, as we're following, he is so easy to find. I, I, when you leave with your notes, when you leave and you're like, I, I don't know, I don't know if I can do all of this. I don't know if I can be consistent enough to get to hunger. I don't, I don't know if I can be hungry enough to transform. I don't know if I can make my transformation public. That's part of what we're going to talk about too. It has to be public, by the way, in order for it to multiply. <laughs> you can't transform within the privacy of your own home. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you can, but then again, that's what was released last week about, okay, if you're going to transform within the, public, within the privacy of your own home, and you're like, oh, I'm transforming, and he's, and he, you know, with him, and then you never let that transformation become public, well, then you're hoarding and you're all of those things we talked about last week, right? Okay, so, so we're, we're ready. So when you go home with all of your notes and you feel like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can get there, right? I don't know if I can get there. I'm, I'm, I want to encourage you that it, that, that you can, that sounds simple, that you can, but you can because you were designed to get there. You, you can because it will become natural. It will become natural. What you're operating in now is unnatural. Who you are now is unnatural. Who you are now is a distortion. Who you are now is a false replica. Everyone who I am now is a false replica because I don't know fully how to do this on earth. So I have not been fully reconciled to his original intent because I'm not desperate and hungry for connection and relationship with others. Even if that's all there is, then I'm telling you, it might sound small, but I'm telling you, then, then you're a false replica of his DNA. You're on your way because you're here, right? You're on your way because you're willing, but you're not there yet. But you can be, you will be, we will be. <laughs> we can do it. Okay. All right, so multiplication. Not only for multiplication to take place, does your transformation need to be public but your, transforma your, your transformation has to be, excuse me, your multiplication has to be healthy. So we talked about it a little bit last week and I hope it's okay if I just kind of start getting into it. Do we feel like we had enough of a recap? Okay, okay, good, all right. So your transformation is meant to be an outward expression if it's going to produce any sort of multiplication, right? We talked about it with healing. We gave examples. 
if all of a sudden I am, trans, I am transformed and I become aware to another level of glory that I wasn't aware of before, and it's in the healing, it's in healing, right? I can't multiply that transformation if it's not public. So if I'm not practicing healing, I'm not going public with what is being made known about him in me. Okay? But it's easy to multiply. Multiplication is really easy, which is really scary. Because you can multiply anything. You can multiply anything. We're seeing it in the world right now. What's being multiplied? Fear. Fear. It's easy to multiply. Okay? So the, the, it, the significance of him taking us back to the original intent is because it's easy to multiply anything and we have to make sure that what we multiply is him. That we're only multiplying him and there is an order and there is a way and there is a process to your maturity to ensure that you only multiply him. Last week we talked about uh, adolescence multiplying. And I don't mean adolescence as in the next generation. I mean it within us that if there is a level of immaturity and we are not willing to humble ourselves and say, there are things I don't know and I need to before I attempt to teach others, right? Before I attempt to multiply, then you are going to multiply out of your immaturity. Say that again. Okay. That you can multiply anything and you can multiply out of your immaturity if you don't, if you don't submit to the process of maturing. what you were asking for? Okay. 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 I don't want to multiply anything that's not of him. And it is so easy to do, especially when we don't even recognize who he is. I mean, that's the issue. That's why, that's why the cycle developed in the first place is because we ended at salvation and never got to know him. We multiplied, we multiplied man over and over and over again. We multiplied at this infant stage of transformation So we have a whole body that's stuck in infancy. Okay. So, so we're going to talk about the process. We're going to talk about what that requires. And I'm going to give some practical examples so that it's easy for us to walk out. So, 
last week when we talked about what it looks like on earth to, to have connection and to cling and to have consistency, right? We talked specifically about being set in a family, being set in a family to begin the process of growing and developing to maturity. And that that family or that beginning of that beginning of the process starts with a mother and a father. So I want to speak very very directly about why God is bringing us back to the spirit of motherhood and fatherhood. And why it's motherhood and fatherhood. We say it all we say it all the time. But we, but we still wrestle and we still struggle with the walking out because it, because again, it's so much easier to lead or to teach outside of mothering and fathering. I'll say it again. It is easier to teach or lead outside of mothering and fathering. Yes. Okay. We talked about why. Do you remember what? Well, I don't know if we really hit that hard. Why is it easier to teach and lead outside of mothering and fathering? Yes, accountability, right? There's no accountability. There's no, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes time. It takes all of these things, connection, clinging, relationship. It takes time, it takes work, it takes effort. It is exhausting. It is, it is exhausting because you're, you're, you're saying yes to a process of exposing every aspect of who you are and, and literally asking someone else to expose every aspect of who they are. And as those things begin exposed, Oh, here comes this one. Well, that's going to take us two years. Yes, here comes this one. Well, that, I don't have time to pastor that. I don't, you know, and I'm not saying that, that we don't need pastors and teachers, but we need pastors and teachers who know how to mother and to father. And I'm going to explain why. I'm really excited. I'm really excited because I feel like, I feel like God is just going to, like the spirit of the Lord is going to help things click for us. Things that we have been, that have been released over and over again that we can get by the spirit, but they're still not like a, there's still, things just still aren't connecting. I feel like that's going to happen. Okay. (laughs) So why we have to go back to motherhood and fatherhood, why he why he took pastors to become apostles, to then become spiritual parents, that reason why motherhood and fatherhood are what has to be replicated instead of just raising up more pastors, the reason why motherhood and fatherhood has to be replicated is because then sonship can be released. (laughs) Done. Bye. When when that connection clicked for me, I was like, oh. Oh. this is how our conversations look. Oh my. Seriously, I know. 
very patient with me. <laughs> he's very patient. And when things click, he's like, yeah, good job. <laughs> and you know, he was just wait, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with my spiritual parents. I know they're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. good. You got that? Oh, good. You're so, you're so smart. <laughs> you're so aware. <laughs> okay. But it is about sonship. Why? Okay, so motherhood and fatherhood have the ability to release sonship, the expression of sonship on earth. Why is that critical? Because sonship is where we begin to recognize that we have full access and that there's more. Because sonship is where we begin to recognize that we have full access and that there's more. So without the expression of sonship on earth, we do not learn how to be sons. (laughs) Okay? We can't learn how to be sons if we're just pastored. I can't learn how to be a son If I'm counseled, I can't learn how to be a son if I have a two-hour meeting with the, the marriage counselor. I'm not saying those things are unnecessary, but they are supposed to be birthed out of sonship. (laughs) But they're not. So they're unaffected, so they're ineffective, and they're breeding a cycle that keeps us from being able to transform the world, from being able to multiply and take dominion. Only sons can do that. Only sons can do that. And I never even understood that I was a son, but I was toiling and toiling because there was something in my spirit that said, you are called to take dominion over this. Every area where you see suffering and you feel like you literally are going to die because you know that there's something about that that is not, that is not meant to be here. So I, so I, would, I would toil with program after program after program. Can I serve enough? Can I, can I, okay, I'm going to get a degree in social work. I'm going to, this is personal in my life because I would have died on that ground. I would have been a social worker switching every two years into a new field or area of expertise because I just wasn't seeing transformation. I didn't know that all I needed was a son, but I was so desperate for that to happen that he said, I'm going to give you a dream about a family. And you're going to have to trust me enough to know that if you endure that process, it will get you to that desire of your heart. It will get you there. And there were times where it did not make sense to me. I don't understand how this is transforming anything. I don't understand how I'm changing the world by having a phone call. I don't, I don't understand. God, I feel like I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting my life when I cried out to you that if I get to the end of my life and I have seen everything that does not line up with who you are and I don't change it, 
motherhood and fatherhood releases the expression of sonship and a son can take dominion. And in this house, personally, in this house, we have cried out for the blueprint. We used to have blueprint meetings. Blueprint meetings. We have asked him for the blueprint. And he said, okay, I'm going to give you a mother and a father. And as you walk out a process of maturity and growth, you will become a mother you will become a father. And sons will be multiplied. Sons will be multiplied. And that is how family will save the world. That is how. A son has full access. You are not a slave. You're not, you are no longer a slave. You are a son. But a son has to learn how to serve. God, we relate to him as a father. He is our father. But he is just as much son as he is father. He is just as much son as he is father. And when he was a son, he came to serve. He came to serve and to teach us how to take dominion, how to multiply. And it's through the restoration of motherhood and fatherhood. There is a process and we have bypassed it in the body of Christ over and over and over again. And God's saying, I'm giving you an opportunity to go back and to start over. So tonight he is literally, he... I want you to know he is responding to the cry of your heart. I know it has not been easy to sit in this seat. I know it has not been easy to get here. But I'm telling you that you are here and he has, because you are here, he is responding. He is responding because you're a son now. So those things that you didn't have access to before, you do now. Those secrets, those secrets that we didn't have access to before, we do now. And that's because of sonship. But we can't, we can't understand sonship until there's an expression of it on earth, until it's released over us through a mother and through a father. Having a mother and father is really hard. <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm talking about 
a spiritual mother and father. We have to, we have to be able in the body to have these conversations because it is a part of his original intent that motherhood and fatherhood is what is multiplied so that sonship can be released. Okay. But there is a resistance to motherhood and fatherhood, not only because it isn't understood anymore. I mean, even when you look at motherhood and fatherhood on earth in the natural, the significance is, is lost. It is lost. In the spirit, being set in a family and having a mother and a father over you to release the spirit of sonship is lost. And it's not only because we've come so separate, it's because it's harder. And it's harder because it's intimate and it's relational. It's the same reason, it's the same reason why we've said it is so much easier to be alone. It is so much easier to be an orphan. You will feel lonely and you will feel lost, but you will not be pressed. You will not be held accountable. You will not be nurtured, which for some is more excruciating, really, truly. And I, my heart breaks if it is excruciating for you to be nurtured. but it is harder because it is intimate and it is relational. And because then there is a response that's required of you. On earth, there is a response that's required of you. Because a spiritual mother and father are placed over you in your life to release sonship and for you to learn how to serve. For you to learn how to serve He's just as much a son as he is father, right? He said, I came to serve as a son. I am here to serve. So it's harder because part of that response is this on earth. Connection, clinging, consistency. On earth, in relationship with a spiritual mother and father, that is what is required of you in order for multiplication to take place. I can't multiply on earth, I can't multiply connection if I haven't experienced it. I can multiply knowledge but I can't multiply, you can't multiply intimacy and connection through knowledge. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't transfer that way. Does that mean, it, it just, it doesn't transfer that way. So not only is motherhood and fatherhood meant to release the spirit of sonship, the expression of sonship over you so that you can activate your identity, right? Oh, Talk about multiplying outside of the fullness of your identity. 
I mean, that, that doesn't need to be said. That's, that is part of the issue. That without understanding that you are a son, you are stunted. You are stunted in your growth. You're literally, you, you're, you, you cannot move past a certain age. You can't move past a certain development <laughs> without understanding that you are a son because that's where you start to recognize everything that you have access to. Oh, I'm not a slave. You can be saved and be a slave. <laughs> Your whole life. Your whole life, you can be a slave and be saved. So, so that, those are the things that sonship affords us. But not only is it the expression of sonship that makes way for us to be able to recognize everything that I have access to, which will afford me dominion over the earth, but it's also where I have to begin to learn intimacy. But what has happened because we have, because we have gone so far from motherhood and fatherhood as the starting point, and I'm not, again, I am not talking about a nuclear uh, family. Is it nuclear or nucleus? Okay, <laughs> thank you. Well, what did I just say? Um, Okay, not only is it, is it about, it's, it's not that. I'm talking about in the spirit that when you were born, you were to be set in a family for the spirit of sonship to be released, but also for you to walk out an understanding of connection and intimacy. So that connection and clinging can then be multiplied. But what's happened, because we've gone so far from that, is we are, I don't know how to say this on earth. So in the spirit, so maybe mom can, when she comes back up, Apostle Tanya can, can help me with this one. But it's like, we will, we will bypass that step and then we move into multiplication when we become, um, we, we, when we step into covenant with someone else. Okay, so I, I move into covenant with someone else, but I do not, I have not had, had the foundational uh, expression or the, the experiences of clinging and connection because I haven't had those, then I, I'm, I'm trying to multiply outside of intimacy. So over and over again, we try to, we multiply outside of intimacy. What does that produce? What does that, what, what, are we birthing anything? Are we connecting? <laughs> when it's outside of intimacy, that's why a mother and a father are critical. Why motherhood and fatherhood are critical. So when God says on earth, I need you to cling, you cling to a mother and a father first, so that they can release the expression of sonship over you and so that they can teach you how to be intimate and how to connect. 
while you're learning how to be intimate and how to connect with him. So that I can be prepared on earth and in the spirit to multiply. So it does not matter how old you are. It doesn't matter. I know those things can sometimes cause some resistance when God brings a spiritual mother and a spiritual father into your lives. Well, I'm already married. I'm already multiplying. I'm older than you. You know, what, what, whatever those things are in the natural that will, that will cause us to resist, I'm telling you that this is for this house and it is for the world. It is for the body of Christ that we have to see a resurgence of motherhood and fatherhood. And if this house is the spearhead If we as a people, as a company of people, as a family, if we are standing on that word, we have to do the work first. So if this house resists the the return to motherhood and fatherhood, part of what makes motherhood and fatherhood hard is because, because we are so, again, I know I say that a lot, but it just, it it boggles my mind how far we have gotten. But because we are, have gotten so far, the things that come with intimacy and connection on earth, specifically with a mother and a father, the things that come with intimacy to us will look like control. Well, my pastor didn't need to know everything about my life. My pastor didn't strongly encourage me to call them. In, in fact, the exact opposite. Right? They gave, they gave me my space. If I needed something, you know, I could call, maybe, depending, right? I could call. And then he introduces motherhood and fatherhood. And he's like, I need you to cling so hard. I don't want there to be any space. I don't want, I, I want you to know every single thing about them. I want them to know every single thing about you. And you're just like, that is an invasion of all kinds of things, <laughs> You know, for what? Like you, it'll feel, for for what? For for whose benefit? Are those mindsets that that anyone has had? I want us to deal with them. I want us to deal with them because if we are spearheading, a, if we're spearheading the the um his children being reconciled back to him and carrying the answer that will produce that, then we have got to wrestle. I hope, I hope that you are wrestling. I hope that when those thoughts come, because they do, and it's okay because you don't know what intimacy was meant to look like. You don't know what connection on earth was meant to look like. You don't know what it looks like to be mothered and fathered. You don't know. 
And some of us have even in the in our nuclear families have had such horrific expressions of motherhood and fatherhood that there's no way we would even we would even consider stepping into something like that. That is real. And he is trying to restore it. And it has to be restored on earth within the context of a family. And it doesn't look like your nuclear family. That's a part of it. The expression is meant to be done there as well. But if we're just learning this now, could it be that he would put people in our lives to teach us how? So that then one day I can be a mother that steps onto the scene and says, follow me. I'm going to show you some things. And can I tell you that 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 cycle that we're breaking out of with him can be can and and is replicated on earth. I'll call you when I need you. I'll call you when I'm in crisis. When we have full access all the time, all the time to him, to him, which is why we get, we don't have to operate in crisis, in crisis all the time, right? Yes. And we are, (laughs) yes. Are we, are we not operating in that anymore? Because you know that that's how orphans operate, right? So if you fully stepped into sonship, then you are accessing him all the time, simply by following him. Not by pulling on him when you're desperate, but by following and watching and learning. Following and watching and learning and serving because I'm a son, so I serve. So with that cycle to be aware of as we, as we learn how to walk out sonship and as we learn how to honor a mother and a father and the role that that plays in, his, in the furthering of his kingdom and in taking dominion on earth, as we begin to, um, to learn that, I, I want us to safeguard that we're not operating in the same cycle on earth because I want, I want us to understand that it is not the responsibility of a spiritual leader, of a spiritual mother and a father, uh, a, a pastor who has been led to pastor and they, and they understand motherhood and fathered, fatherhood, it is not their responsibility to meet all of our needs. It is not their responsibility to meet all of your needs. You are meant to follow and learn so that your needs never become desperate. If I'm following him and I'm learning from him, I am constantly transforming and growing. And as I transform and as I grow and as I, as I walk out sonship, 
He makes every single thing available to me. Which cuts that cycle off at the root. I repeat a cycle when I operate out of, out of uh, or, orphan. orphan. <laughs> I don't know how to word that. But <laughs> orphanism. <laughs> right? Because an orphan doesn't understand that they have full access. They cry out when they're desperate. Right? Because they are so stricken by, by their, by their, they're so alone that they literally feel like all they have are desperate moments. <laughs> right? When you're an orphan, don't you feel like all you have is desperation? But when you're a son, you're aware of everything that you have access to. And if you follow and learn, you will begin to understand how to utilize what you have access to. So that you never get in a place of, of extreme, extreme desperation. I know there's life. I know there's circumstances. But, but it, those things that, that we can, by walking as him, that we can keep in order. If I can express it that way. It is the same with a mother and a father watching for that cycle. If you're watching for that, if, if you see that cycle, then you are still operating as an orphan. That doesn't mean that you're not a son. It just means for some reason that the fullness of, of what that means in your life has not been fully manifest. And it's your responsibility to ask why. And what's amazing is God responded so thoroughly to the cry of your heart that he said, I will help you with that answer and I will give you a mother and a father on earth that you can ask. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. It is, it is an extravagant expression of his heart and his intention from the beginning. And we have been so deceived that this is all there is that we haven't even recognized how much more he has and that it comes on earth through family. That when you are, when you are rescued and saved, that that is just the beginning and that you were meant to be placed in a family that will never walk away. That will never walk away, but you can. You can. Follow me is not a command. It's an invitation that requires a response. When mom said, in my life, she's Apostle Tanya, but in my life, she is mom. So when she, when, when I started to follow her, I recognized 
personally, I don't know how to do this, this, and this. I don't understand this, this, and this. For me, it was all connection on earth. I mean, there were a lot of other things, but those were the biggest ones. I don't know how to do that. So you ask, I ask, I ask. One of the things that I have asked my spiritual parents is I need help understanding my husband. I need help understanding because I was not afforded the process. That makes me so sad. It makes me sad, but I'm so thankful for his restoration. It makes me sad because I wish that John and I would have understood connection. I wish that we would have understood connection and clinging before I was married for 14 years. (laughs) Because I want full access to my husband's heart because I know that there's more, but I don't know how to get there. I don't, I, I don't know how to do that, let alone begin to give him full access to my heart. I don't know. So he said, because of the cry of your heart and because you followed me, I'm going to redirect you here. And I'm going to restore that maturing process in your life so that you can understand how to connect and how to cling and, and how to know him and how to, I don't want to know his favorite food. I don't, I mean, I do, I already do. That's not the cry of my heart. That's not, that's not what's in the depths of my spirit for, for, for my spouse. I'm in covenant with him. I want to know him like the Lord does. I want to know him to to that depth. But I'm not mature enough to know how to do that. And because of those cries of my heart, he gave me a spiritual mother and a father. And as I am following and learning, I'm also going to be sent into multiplying the expression of motherhood and fatherhood in the lives of others. So that hopefully more sons are birthed at a quicker rate. We see multiplication happen the way that it's meant to. And, and the, next, the, the next generation, and the, of course he's reconciling it now, which is amazing, but that the next generation, when it, even when it just comes to marriage. And that's just one tiny facet. That is just one tiny facet, right? Because his heart isn't just for marriages to be healthy. Right? But even within just that framework, that, just that example, so that the next generation would know how to connect. They would know how to be intimate. It wouldn't scare them. They know how to be vulnerable. They know how to emote. They know how to express. They know how to honor. 
We're talking about ways to not repeat the cycle. I just, I want to throw a, a, a quick question or thought out there. I said I was going to give practical examples, and I feel like I've been more general. But when we talk about the cycle with him and the cycle that can develop on earth, I, I, I think we're beyond this, but I, I, want, I want to put it out there again because he is going to help us identify those things that keep us from being able to walk out consistency, communication, and clinging that lead to hunger transformation. He's going to, he's going to continue to identify those things within us that keep us from moving into that healthy cycle. That, that work is going to continue. So I just, I want to throw, throw something out there. A question that hit my spirit when, uh, when I was pressing into him. Have you ever decided, write this down, you don't have to answer out loud, not to engage (laughs) Have you ever decided not to engage and then accuse others of not meeting your needs or being aware of you? Five times today, but in the last, I've been good in like the last 10 minutes. Okay. So the word of the word of the Lord is when you ask him, where were you? His response is, where were you? And I can guarantee from what I know about him that that will be his response every single time. It is the same on earth. In relationship, bless you, in relationship with one another, And in context to a spiritual mother and father, have you ever, how did I word it? Because it came fresh from the spirit. I was like, (laughs) have you ever decided not to engage and then accuse others of not meeting your needs or being aware of you? I have done it many times. Many times. I'm not known. God's like, you haven't presented anything. right? Or I, you know, I was struggling and someone should have, should have seen it or should have responded. Did you ask? Hey, I want you to go home with that question. There is, there is something, there is something to that, that is going to unravel a thought process or a mindset that will break you out of selfishness. Okay, because that thought will feed selfishness like 
I'm trying to think of something that feeds. Um, yes, that will add fuel to the fire. That It will feed that lie over and over and over again. And if we are going to take on relationship and intimacy on earth with one another, starting with a mother and a father, you are going to have to take heed of that word and flip your mindset about what it looks like to follow and learn. Because selfishness will keep us, it will keep us where we've been. And in context to your relationship with the Lord, please ask yourself that question as well. I know that there are seasons in our lives, there are circumstances, there are things that happen where we will, where we will cry, where were you? Where were you? And I guarantee he will help you walk it through to where you can see where you disengaged or where you allowed complacency to come in and you stopped and you got quiet. Because when you're a son and you are following him, he does not withhold anything. He does not, he will not withhold anything. If you are consistent and you are following and you are clinging and you are like, you've got your eye on everything else that you might attach to and you're like, no, no. And you're holding on, I guarantee nothing will be withheld from you. So if you find yourself in that place or in that question, go back. And it affects our relationships on earth. quick practical examples and then I have a little bit more about um, the process so a couple practical examples if you feel like we, we just don't know how to walk this out okay if he is if he's bringing us back if he's if we're understanding more and more how family is the answer at one point we might have understood why is family the answer you know but how is family the answer that really means how do I walk it out as the answer? What does that look like? Really simply to be able to ask questions as you follow and learn. I don't know how to do this. How do you? This is not the same this is not the same. Make the distinction in our minds because we're, we're walking out of selfishness. This is not the same as pulling on out of desperate need and then never talking to again or not talking to again until there's another desperate need. That same cycle can happen between sons and mothers and fathers. But if we're going to mature and if we're going to multiply motherhood and fatherhood, we have to understand what that healthy, what that healthy, what the relationship looks like from his intention and it's healthy. 
Because what happens when I, in context to my relationship, what happens is when I follow, it begins to unlock. Just like when I, when I follow the Lord and he says, well, now I don't have to withhold anything. I don't have to withhold anything when you, when you just, when you follow me and you know that you're a son. Well, when I know, when I'm confident in my sonship and my desire is to follow, it begins to unlock my mother and my father into the fullness of their destiny. Right? It begins to unlock them because now they no longer have to withhold. That is very, very different than pulling on out of desperation and need. Do we feel like we understand that distinction? Okay. Because again, as the spearhead, if we're going to multiply it, we have to get it right at a foundational level or we will multiply whatever it looks like in our own minds. Right? that you will multiply whoever or whatever you are or whatever your mindset is or whatever you believe about motherhood and fatherhood, you will multiply it. And he is entrusting us with this deep understanding so that we can begin to multiply motherhood and fatherhood and sonship and take dominion. We have to understand it we, we have to understand it though. Mm. Um. I'm trying to figure out where to, cause it's, I'm aware of time. Okay. I'm gonna get ready to kind of put, put a, I guess, just a, not a summary, but, but to kind of leave us with some things. And then, um, and then I would like mom and dad to come back up. Okay. We've, we've covered the process and we've covered aspects of why it's necessary. Necessary because sonship has to be released. Because sons are the ones who can take dominion. When, when it comes down to multiplication, the bottom line is when you attempt to multiply outside of experiencing, experiencing, that's the part on earth. When you attempt to multiply outside of experiencing sonship, which is to learn the heart's position of a son. You, I can't learn the heart's position of a son if I don't submit to a mother and a father. When I attempt to multiply outside of experiencing sonship, I am multiplying without the foundational aspect of my identity. And you will never fully shift out of slavery and into sun. You, you can't. 
you can't, you can't access full freedom outside of sonship. That's why we have to be delivered by over, you know, the same thing over and over and over again. Because you don't understand what you fully have access to. And there are things that are withheld. And you will also never truly learn how to serve if everything is done outside of sonship on earth you never learned how to serve as a son he served and it is going to require sons with hearts to serve, to change and take dominion over the world. You won't even get, I don't, this is a hypothetical, it's not, not on earth, but you won't even get on the plane. When the time comes and he says, go, you will not even get on the plane. Sonship literally suffocates selfishness. It 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 suffocates it. It's like because because as a son, what you are developing is a servant's heart. You are developing his heart. It is being cultivated within you. As that expression is poured out over you, your heart learns how to be a son, which is to serve. But until that happens, there is nothing. It's just like what Apostle Tanya said. There is nothing about multiplication that will be attractive to you. This is why the body has become so complacent to the increasing horrific condition of our world. It's why we don't even have to look. It's why we can walk around like this while there is death, while there is suffering, while there is hunger, while there is poverty, while there is, is our families who, who are drifting apart, it, while there is abuse, that is why. Because until you become a son, you cannot develop a heart to serve. And then when he gives you that heart to serve, you are so hungry to serve and you're like, but how do I do that? And he's like, oh, I'm going to show you because you now have full access and power and authority over every single condition that you're now aware of. So I had one aspect. I had a heart to serve, but because my heart to serve was outside of sonship, I didn't have the resources. I had worldly resources. I had a program. I had a food pantry. I had, I had meetings with families in their homes. And those were good, but they were not changing or transforming anything. I did not have the answer. The answer became clear when I became a son. Okay, I'm going to stop.
Um, and I'm really, really, I'm really proud of our family. I'm really proud of our family. I know it has not been easy, but it is for something. It is for something. And I know, I know that this family is desperate. I know that there is a remnant that here we are not alone. That where you are, if you're watching on live, that you are not alone, that you know that there is more and there is, there is. And we're gonna access that together but we have to be able to move forward off of the foundation that he intended originally, which is what was released tonight. So it is critical that we press into that. It is critical that we evaluate and we self-reflect and we wrestle. I hope that the next however long is agony for you. I hope that it is absolute agony. It is agony in me. I hope that it is agony because the, the condition of the world is so desperate that he needs a people who are literally in agony and will do the wrestling out of the condition of your heart or of your old mindset to be able to see and recognize his original intent because it's only then that we are going to be able to transform the world back to its original intent. If you don't understand or access the intent within you... Within you, you will never be able to multiply it. It starts with you. It starts with me. And it takes wrestling. It takes so much wrestling. And it should be agonizing because as you wrestle, there's only one thing that can come from it. Either my flesh wins or my spirit wins. Right? There can only be one. It's not, it's not a draw. <laughs> One of us will, one of us will dominate. One of us will dominate. But if you are in agony for his world to be reconciled back to him, I guarantee your spirit will win, but you have to wrestle through it. Can we endeavor to do that as a family from this point on to wrestle, to wrestle through? I know we've done wrestling before, but we are literally about to be entrusted with with every single hidden secret and thing of his heart. And if we don't wrestle our way to it, it might pass us over and I'm going with it, you guys. I, I, I'm going with it. Wherever, I mean, literally wherever. And that's what's so amazing is he's, is our hearts, when you're in agony, you're like, I will follow you anywhere. I will follow you anywhere. And he is so good that he's like, you know what? You really don't have to look too far. When you're hungry, he makes himself accessible. You don't have to look very far. So I want, I want some turmoil. I want some, I want some... <laughs> some serious wrestling and agony in response to everything that he's inviting you to. And if in the wrestling, if your flesh wins, let us know. <laughs> I mean, really, like, let us know that your flesh is winning. Okay? Because, because we said that we were going to do this together. 
and I will go, we will go and follow him. And if that takes us out of Flagstaff, I, I'm not saying it will. I, I believe that Flagstaff is about to be transformed completely. I believe that in my spirit, it gets me on my face every day. I believe that Flagstaff is about to be transformed, but that is the beginning. It is just the beginning. So in your wrestling, if your flesh is winning, part of what I'm excited about is that he has stirred up a new level of hunger in me that I don't want to follow him alone. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go without you. I don't want to go without you. I don't want to go without you. I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to. Now that I know that there is more, I don't want to go alone. So can we get, can we get hungry and desperate for our minds to be reconciled back to his original intent enough that we would go together. Okay, I'm going to keep talking. You better get up. <laughs> um, this is an, an amazing anointing tonight, an impartation to break old cycles, the bondage of old cycles and establish new ones for where we're going. And I don't want us to leave without also a, a mechanism to, to transition our mind on how to look at what's happening and, and how to evaluate where we're at. Because part of what she tapped into tonight is a lot of times we will evaluate what God's doing or what the spirit is doing or what's happening against what we've always known before. We will evaluate, is this effective? Is God doing something? Is he moving based on the only thing that we know, right? That's our natural tendency. What I've known to win, not in a competitive way, but we're winning. I'm winning. I'm doing something. I'm winning. Things are productive. I'm winning. Right? Not in a way of me competing with Gabe, but yes, I'm winning. I'm doing good. This wasn't a loss. This was a win. You understand what I'm saying? And the problem with that is, and where we need to shift our minds as we move forward, is a lot of times our opposer, our enemy, will let you win on all the battlefields that you could possibly win on as long as you don't stand on the right one. It's not so much about winning or losing. It is, but, the, but even before that, it's about where you're standing in the first place. So when God wants to take us to a foreign place that a lot of people don't have the paradigm to even say, oh, you know what? They're winning. They're doing something good. God's moving because the paradigm of winning, according to tradition, hasn't even been formed yet to understand that somebody may be standing in a place and it looks like they're not winning anything. I'm going to prove it to you. In Joshua 5, 13 through 15, it says, when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and he looked. Now listen, this man was about to go into battle and he knew he was about to win. He knew he was about to win. 
He looked up and behold, a man was standing before him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said, are you for us or for our adversaries? His mindset was about winning or losing, right? Are you on my team or their team? And he said, no, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord said to Joshua, take off your sandals from your feet for the place where you are standing is holy. I, I, want, I don't want us to leave with everything that was imparted through Megan's word, through the what she's been on her face for, what she has lived for. I don't want us to leave without understanding that we can't take what was imparted and try to evaluate according to how what we've known before. We, with all the information that's out there, with all the stuff that's going on, with this, this member of the body of Christ doing this successfully, and this member doing this in a great way, we can't necessarily look at that and say, well, th- look at what they're doing, and I'm just standing here. Because where God is calling us, he's calling us to stand in a certain place, to walk in a certain way. And we have to shift our minds to understand that sometimes before we go winning, we have to be standing. The Lord's before us with a sword and we're going to win. But we have to understand where he has us standing right now. And there's going to, I'm telling you right now, because I fight it. I'm telling you. There is so much stuff going on in the body of Christ and everybody has their call. There are so many things happening and there's so much productivity. There's so much busyness when the Lord is saying, and she touched on it, what are we even doing? We're wasting our time when the, the, the captain of the Lord's host is standing before us with his sword drawn saying, I just want you to take your shoes off. And that goes with the word with seated. I know some of you guys heard me release it, but Damon Thompson had released a word and all of a sudden the anointing fell on him and he began to stand up and he declared over to the body. He said, I suggest you find a house and you find one now. And then he said, but I suggest you find one that has a father so that you can be taught how to be seated. Because to be seated, if I just could take it a a notch vertically, it's not about necessarily where we're standing. How did you say that? Where we're standing is sometimes you got to stand before you can win, but sometimes you have to learn how to be seated before you can win. And so seated comes with identity. And so I just, I I do want to do one thing because Megan specifically spoke to an example about, well, that could be control. I feel like there was one that washed over me and I wrote it down. So I just want to, is that all right? If I just, is that okay? I want to deal with idolatry because when she says, I don't want to do this alone, she has verbally told me that what broke it is that she trusted a mother and father to say, I will give myself to you because I trust in you that you're also following him and that you're not going to be intimidated by my boldness when I follow. So there's an aspect when she says, follow, learn, and teach in the way that it looked like before could look like, what are you idolizing them? When I have, I have sons who will 
crawl to get to my house to say, I want everything that you have. I want access and I want to be taught, not because I'm in desperation, will you help me? But it's, there's something, when she was talking about the, the secret place, you're glowing and you're mine and God put you in my life. So I want everything that you did. What, how did you do that? And all of a sudden, I'm not stopping and rescuing and being like, okay, I am just, just follow. And all of a sudden, marriage, marriages begin to unlock because all of a sudden you're seated in a home where you see a father honor women. It's not like, oh, what do I do? My marriage is falling apart. Why don't you just watch him for a moment? Why don't you just just watch what he does for a moment? Watch how he's the liberator of women. Watch how he is the the foundation setter. Watch how he's the unlocker of the bride. Begin to watch in a different dimension. Begin to watch how we walk. If all of a sudden you're like, oh, my, my, my mom had this crazy encounter. What do you do? How do you do that? How do you have time for that? You just begin to follow. And so what I just wanted to kind of just dispense that and just say, like, I'm aware of it and I'm on notice. So just like when she was talking about, like, well, a pastor didn't need to know my whole business, that could look like control. Well, the same thing could be like, why are you following so closely to those people? You're putting them in a position that they shouldn't be, and they're idolizing them. God positioned us into the original intent because he trusts us that we can handle it because we also have a heart to be like, I am hungry to come under I am hungry to learn. I am doing everything within my power to be able to be sent to come under, to be able to to learn from those that have gone farther. So there's an aspect to this that I just wanted to dispense, like with control. There's a bunch of different lies that can come up, but that's one of them because as she, do you guys remember when she was talking about expression? How, let me say it this way. If my hunger in life transformed me to be a mother and I decide to multiply then that is my expression of what I know in the kingdom so while someone might have an anointing for healing who gets hungry gets transformed and then recognizes to multiply that I have to go remember you guys all amend it when she was talking about healing I know healing and so now I need to make it public Well, if all of a sudden I have been dwelling with something that you may not be aware of that has put me in a position to know how to be a son and walk in an identity I've never understood before because I'm being mothered and fathered, nurtured and brought back to my original intent. That is my way of multiplying. So when Megan's talking about like all of a sudden they get unlocked, it's because she said that then I don't have to withhold. It's like all of a sudden it's, that, that sounds normal on earth, but did Yeshua need to be unlocked? First of all, he didn't even go public till he was 30. He was set in a family. And then when he began to walk it out, he needed to multiply. And yes, he did meet needs, maybe once, and then said, come on. There was only a few that did, but he said, you're the ones, I will give you full access. You come up the mountain with me. He said, I want to get away from you. Megan clings hard and I'll be like, just, and all of a sudden I'm sitting in this high place and she's just, well, I guess I need to share this encounter with you. That, that is Yeshua. He was unlocked and he said, I'm about my father's business, but he had to dispense it. But only a few 
were able to, to, get the, to get the fullness of that. That happened on earth. So there is an unlocking that begins to happen. So we're just going to break off idolatry, right? Because people followed Yeshua and he was also unlocked, but he always gave glory. I'm about my father's business. I don't say, Megan, follow me because, you know, yeah. I, most of the time I'm like, get away from me because if you unlock me anymore, this is getting really uncomfortable because now I'm dealing with like crown of thorns, right? You heard what was happening. I'm not the only, you guys are not the only ones that are in agony, right? Because we're fully submitted and he gave us authority over a, a nation, nations. And so I just, I don't know why, but I just felt like even just with what he was declaring, get in a house, get one with a father. I'm speaking to Samaria, get one that will teach you how to be seated. And it's a humbling thing to be seated. Yeshua was seated. The dove fell when he said, you know, my faithful servant, this is my son in whom I'm well-pleased. Then he began to walk in miracles. So there's an aspect that's happening right now where we're not worried about production, but we're worried about seated because what's coming? What's coming? All access to the mysteries and the secrets of the sons of Yahweh. Even going back into the Old Testament, there is a difference between Levitical priests and the sons of Zadok. There's a difference between the inner courts and the outer courts. The ones that minister to his face. There is something that's coming to those that will choose to be seated. Chose to operate in, as sons of Yahweh. That would be able to inherit the fullness where we are constantly dwelling with his face, his secrets, his blueprints. Creative business. We're constantly toiling. He says, come to me and just be a son. Let me give you my heart, not because I'm, ugh. it's a, I want everything you have. The heart begins to unlock. All of a sudden you start to see things you've never seen. Hear things you've never heard. You begin to get unlocked and all you can administrate from a place where now earth is transformed because you're operating in things that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Why? Because you were dwelling moment by moment, clinging in the presence of almighty Yahweh as a son who has access that not everyone has access to. So that's why I just want to break off idolatry because if this is the outward expression, I do not want one son judging another and operating as Cain and killing them if there's one that is hungry to say, I want all that you have. There's nothing wrong with that. Just like people would say, Yeshua, I want all that you have. Because he also was a son who says, I want all that you have and I'll do whatever it takes to be in that train, submit all, all of that, right? Fully father, fully mother, fully son. <laughs> Amen. All right. No one. I just saw that one and I thought, oh, because I, I saw, I don't know why, I saw it right here when you were walking real close. I've heard that before. Why, why would we, why would we value their opinion and put them in that position? Did that make sense about being unlocked? If I've been doing this, 
and I'm starting to get hungry, and there's things that are getting unlocked in my transformation, and that is my expression of multiplication. That's where honor comes in, just like I would want to honor and submit to somebody who has healing and is giving that outward expression of where they've been. I want all of that. And yet we won't call it idolatry when a teacher comes in and says, let me teach you how to heal out there. Yeah, I want all of that. But then if I say, let me teach you how to be a mother. Let me teach you how to be a father. Let me teach you how to mature. Let me teach you how to be a husband. Let me teach you how to be pure. Let me teach you how to be an honorable wife. Let me teach you how to, those type of things are like, oh, what she was talking about when you had asked me to interpret that, she's talking about when things get into alignment spiritually, What happens is, is our maturity, and this happened to us, before I knew I was a son, I was married previous to that. So things began to multiply and operate because I wasn't taught spiritually as a son my identity. So I I operated in things that were, I would utilize him to give me my identity. I didn't know my identity, so you better fulfill it. That was a horrible marriage. The moment the submission came of identity in sonship, I am being trained moment by moment by moment how to operate as a bride. That's what she's talking about. But what usually happens is, is when we go back to the original intent, it's after it's already been distorted. So then we're like, well, I'm already married. I'm already in covenant and I'm already old. I know what I'm doing. I'm the head of my house. True. Right? Like if he, ha- if he wasn't moldable or teachable, he could walk around and be like, I'm the head of my house. Right? He'll still to this day cling to spiritual fathers or natural fathers. Humble himself. Now I know, dad, what you were getting at for the last seven years. Now I'm getting it. Teach me your ways. Show me how to fix that. I didn't know how to serve my wife. I didn't know how to take care of that environment. In fact, I was intimidated by you and your place in her life, so I didn't listen to anything you said. But now that I'm a mature son, teach me how to operate as a husband. Teach me how to fix that thing. Teach me how to be organized. Teach me how to take care of my house. Teach me how to take care of your daughter. Teach me what you know that I don't know. Woo! All of a sudden, guess what happens? I was totally not leaving my father. And I started to like leave and I was like, ooh. Now I can cling and multiply. See how that that works? This can happen even post-marriage after several years. Inserting yourself into a family begins to mature you into the fullness of the way that you're to operate. That's just one facet marriage. It could be motherhood, fatherhood, businessman, business owner, medical person, I mean, you name it, anything, right? Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomheirsflag.org. Thank you.